Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to talk to you about the numbers. What are the numbers from the spiritual perspective? Um, the numbers are frequencies, very much like tools in the toolbox. Um, so, especially if we're talking about the elemental numbers, 0 through 9. So these are your major frequencies that make up, to some degree, everything else in the world, one way or another, or a combination of these numbers does. Um, because this universe that you all live in, is a mathematical based system is a very precise system the number frequencies are the major frequencies that made into making and creating it so they are kind of like the spokes um and the hubs of everything that you know was created later so it's almost like the skeleton of the reality that you perceive so everything ultimately could be reduced to a numerical frequency or everything that has ever been created stemmed at one point from a numerical frequency specifically as it relates to the world of the matrix as well as you know a lot of the things in the spiritual realm which is far beyond the matrix also adhere to one of the numerical frequencies so from that standpoint you could say that they're kind of like the notes of the universe um the tools of the creator um with which he slash she created everything. Hmm. So interesting. So it's really hard to comprehend, right? Because like everything this we see and everything we feel and everything we think is a combination of numbers. From the perspective of the architect that created it, yes. Yeah. Now, of course, that's not necessarily how you're going to perceive it, right? Right. Um. Yeah. From your perspective, it might seem like a very simplistic way. Like, how could everything that I see be reduced to one of the 10 numbers? Mm -hmm. um, but you'd be surprised um, how unsophisticated your world is. <laughs> if you look at it from a higher perspective, really it does not require too, too, too many more tools. Um, that's really all the tools that are needed to, to make it. Now... Understanding vibration from, from your limited perspective might be a little bit complex. And that's why I say that anything can be reduced to a frequency, uh -huh. right? Um, so within, for instance, the frequency of nine, there are billions of different combinations of how nine could be interpreted or how nine, the frequency of nine could manifest itself in, in, into the physical space. But all of those billions of combinations could be reduced down to that one number from the perspective of the architect. Wow. If that makes sense. So it's almost like there are 10 kingdoms, all with each different rules. And all of your existence 
it, you know, all of everything that you see dwells within one of the ten kingdoms or the surrounding territories. Hmm. How come it's just ten? Well, because that's all that's needed. It's not not five, not twelve, ten. Yeah. <laughs> there is no explanation. Well, well, there is and there isn't, right? Yeah. Um, ten is a combination of two frequencies, one and zero. Uh huh. Um, everything in like if we're talking really simplistic terms, uh-huh. you don't even need ten. You really only just need two, one and zero. Quite literally, everything in the universe could also be reduced to these two frequencies. And the reason being, um, zero represents the divine feminine, the grand feminine principle of creation and everything that stems from it. And one represents the divine masculine, the masculine uh, divine principle of creation and everything that it represents and it stands for. Oh. These are the two primordial energies that combined um, create unity. They create everything that is and everything that isn't. Oh. So really, that is, the like the original frequencies are just these two, right? Mm. So source energy, which birthed everything that is, is in essence two energies, the great feminine principle and the great masculine principle that come together as what you, you know, could refer to, what we could refer to as source energy. Mm-hmm. Now, if we take it a step further, right? So it's, you know how like when cells divide, there is one and then there is two, and then there is four, yeah. et cetera. So like Eight. that multiplication. Mm-hmm. Um, where basically the next division, if you, go, if you go into the tools of divinity, specifically around m- the mathematical tools of divinity, because there are multiple different tools of divinity, you could say that sacred flames, for instance, or colors are tools of divinity. Although colors and numbers also have a correspondence between each other. But if we take the perspective that everything is made of numbers, so the mathematical or the number-oriented perspective, um, then there are different toolboxes that you could refer to. The first toolbox that everything can be condensed down to is just a combination of two numbers, zero and one, like I said, the feminine and the masculine. The second toolbox that is a little bit more robust but ultimately still represents similar type frequencies only to a more it's kind of like splitting hairs right so you go from a very reduced perspective to something that's less reduced not less true so that next toolbox that's going to be slightly more expanded is going to contain numbers from zero to nine Mm. just like single digits yeah the third toolbox that is also available is all the combinations of the simple digits zero through nine uh-huh. and really in that third toolbox you have the entirety of everything that could have ever been created manifested and unman- uh, and unmanifested really within these three toolboxes you have everything that comprises the mat- mathematical universe huh. that makes sense. and depending on what level you operate in you can either use the third toolbox the second toolbox or the first toolbox uh-huh got it okay and um is there um any energetic meaning behind each number always because every number is a frequency and uh, each frequency stands for something in the observable universe uh-huh 
interesting so seems like it's a very kind of interesting knowledge but how can one kind of use and understand like where would you start well you would start by understanding the first two toolboxes which is the first toolbox of just zero and one you really want to spend time understanding these two numbers and then you want to understand the expanded toolbox of zero through nine each of these numbers and the frequencies that they represent and then it's really like understanding each number is only partially logical so like to truly really understand numerology and the power of numbers you have to listen with your heart um, and really connect with that frequency connect with that energy so in the same way that you can perceive the the being of the sun or the entity of the sun the being of the entity of the moon the being of the entity of your mother the being of the entity of your dog you could perceive the being of the entity of a number because it is a frequency it's a consciousness from that perspective hmm. right so you'd want to get to know it and i'm happy to give you the keys and like the general understanding yeah. but you know of course under each number there are billions of combinations of that how that can come about and what that could manifest in the physical right yeah um so i can give you only general keys and then you're going to have to expand and extrapolate from there uh-huh okay so uh where would we start in this case let's start from zero let's yes let's start from zero <laughs> unless you'd like to start somewhere else no 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 okay <laughs> Let's right. start from zero. Is there anything specific that you want me to dive into? So given that that knowledge is very new for me, I think like whatever is needed for the humanity, like where we could start from learning numbers, like what should be like the basic information to kind of dig deeper starting point? Um, let's just first before we get into the zero let's understand that numbers surround you N numbers are everywhere um, sometimes more apparent to you sometimes less apparent right the numbers are on um, on your watches on your clocks right like the numbers are ticking away and, and marking time um, the numbers are in the apartments and the houses that you live. Everything is numbered. Um, it Schools and colleges, you know, the grades that you get, um, as well as, you know, what you study, like that all ultimately comes down to numbers. Your um, name technically can be reduced because letters and numbers are really, really strongly intertwined. It can be reduced to a number, a numerical frequency etc 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 your social security is a number your your phone is a number uh cell phone um etc etc so your the numbers are everywhere so whether you realize that they surround you or you don't they still have an impact on your life so prior to learning numbers right what, what you have to understand is everything that is numbered numbered by definition emits a particular frequency that frequency belongs to one of the 10 sleeves of the universe, one of the 10 compartments of the universe. Now, if you live, and, and that number is going to impact you whether you want it or not. 
What I see humanity doing is because they don't know the, and understand the art and science of numbers, they allow these frequencies to impact them unbeknownst to them, and they don't use those as a tool. Other, they just succumb to what is, the energies that are, without knowing. What was the last time, like, you know, when you looked at a new house, a new apartment for yourself, you looked at the address just and, and gave that address numerical frequency as much credit as you gave like the look and feel of the house probably never or close to never unless it's like a weird number like 13 or 40 or something like 666 that like you are on a collective level conditioned to notice right mm -hmm. like those numbers might might catch your attention but other than that i'm pretty sure you're you're like the number of the house is one of the last considerations that you have when moving into the new place. And it should be actually, because the number of the house or the apartment, both actually, would really impact how you feel inside. Hmm. And the reason that that would happen is because it represents a frequency, right? So apartments don't get randomly numbered. Like the frequency that is on that door, the number that is on that door is going to determine the types of experiences you're going to have inside of that house, whether you want it or not. So if you want to avoid trouble and you want to optimize for particular kinds of frequencies, you want to select the numbers that serve you, serve the purpose that you have for a particular type of household, right? Same thing for businesses. You know, what kind of company is it? Um, what kind of address would fit, you know, what kind of numerical frequency would fit the aspirations of this company. So there are many, many ways to look at numbers, you know, because each of you could be reduced to a number, each human. Um, it, each one of your frequencies basically dwells within one of these kingdoms, right, or sleeves or compartments, right? So each of you could be reduced to a number. Mm -hmm. um, and what that means is, as your higher self was planning this incarnation, it chose one of the kingdoms for you to play in, right? It doesn't mean that your higher self can only perceive through that framework or through that number, but it chose that for you. Um, that, you'd, that would be one example of how you can leverage and use numbers. The other, like I said, could be as you're planning on like naming things or as you're planning, um, even as you're um, creating you know, nicknames for yourself um, or passwords for yourself in all kinds of social media slash email platforms, etc. All of that is going to impact your life. So just being cognizant of that is really, really important. Um, I think that is probably like big picture context. Um, if you're okay, we can move towards the actual numbers. Yeah, I think that Unless was a you great introduction. Yeah. I definitely would like to maybe at some point to learn more about the impact that numbers have on our lives because we just don't know about this, right? They are everywhere, but at the same time, we don't pay attention. Yeah. All right. So I think uh, we can have like a, just a separate episode talking about this, but now we can go into numbers starting from zero. Sure. So zero represents the great, the great or the divine feminine principle. Womanhood, 
femininity. It is the cosmic womb, if you will. It even looks like the cosmic womb, if you think about it. <laughs> um, donut of sorts. Um, zero is the beginning and the end, kind of like the alpha and the omega. Um, the, the point from which everything begins and the point to which everything would eventually collapse um, in this grand scheme of the world. So all of creation is actually is like the breath of the universe, if that makes sense. So and all of creation comes down to cycles. So everything is cyclical, like you have day and night and then day and night again. So does the universe, right? So the universe starts from point zero and it starts with an out breath or an inhale. And then it goes through the inhale and then goes through the exhale and goes back to zero again. So that's why I say that the frequency of zero is the frequency of nothing and yet of everything the beginning and the end of the cycle is the frequency of zero so it all starts with a grand feminine and ends with a grand feminine zero incorporates all of unmanifested creation in and of itself so zero is the number of pure potential right if we're exploring the nothing aspect of it because anything and everything is going to stem from this great cosmic womb right in the same way that in in your world women are the ones that give birth to children um the divine feminine is you know the power responsible for birthing everything in creation and i don't want to say that so as to discount the role of the masculine like both need to exist but the Act, like the actual act of creation, the actual act of gestation something is very much the feminine principle. Um, in the same way that your mothers carry the child in their womb for nine months, you know, and all the work that their body needs to do, right? It's, it's kind of on, on the woman's side. So being that, zero is also, um, you know, its its frequency is kind of very gentle, very mind. It's very all-encompassing. It's a very forgiving uh, frequency. It's the frequency of non-judgment. It's the frequency of being receptive. It's the frequency of being a great listener. It's the, the frequency of giving and giving out and sharing and, and generosity in many ways and self-sacrifice. So all of that would be encompassed in the energy of zero. It's the great mother principle, right? And all the best qualities that you associate with motherhood would be incorporated in the frequency of zero. It is that that gives birth, right? It is that that gives life. It's the life-giving number. At the same time, zero is somewhat amorphous, right? If you were to kind of think of it as a frequency, it is, or not a frequency, as, as like a, an object, it would be almost like a cloud, it doesn't really have f too much form. It's the absence of form. It's the absence of shape. And yet, it's all of the shapes and all of the forms combined in it. 
It's just, it tends to be in its unmanifested state. So it's kind of like the soup, but you really don't see the ingredients within. Hmm. Does that make sense? Because every single ingredient known to mankind and, and, and <laughs> everybody else is inside of that soup. Um, so it's that great, great... Um, antimatter principle you know matter antimatter from physics so like zero would represent antimatter which is the great potentiality of everything that could be does that make sense i don't know do you have any questions yes. on zero no 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 it's very clear okay great uh, so that's interesting because once you listen uh like to the explanation of the number what's the best way to kind of feel it and uh like connect with this frequency maybe you should feel it in your heart and mm -hmm. you should open open up your heart chakra your heart center almost like imagine that if your if your heart center is a bowl or like a sphere of green gold oh, sorry green light not golden light green light imagine like as if a door was opened from within the center and as, as i'm speaking imagine the frequency of my voice as this golden stream like golden flow enter your heart center and that's how you want to internalize what this number stands for mm -hmm. with the open heart you can feel the frequency yes and uh understand it understand from like a very deep place yeah and yeah like what you're like giving the explanation by feeling right you can have a bigger picture yeah right yeah yeah it's actually really also you know as i'm talking about it it might be good for you to visualize the frequency of zero as the galaxy um have you seen like like images of of galaxies on on the internet yeah they kind of do look like um like a spiral like, like a, a spiral yeah but it's also like zero it, <laughs> yeah it kind of looks like zero yeah. Like if you really were to zoom out, uh, it would kind of like look like a zero. Uh -huh. um, and then if there is enough depth and density within, it would even be like a hollow zero. Like there would be like emptiness in inside, almost like um, the donut, mm -hmm. <laughs> like a hollow center. So um, galaxies are physical representations of that frequency because galaxies, as the spiral is spiraling and is twisting, it's spitting out, spewing out planets and constellations and stars and everything um, and suns and, you know, everything in between. Mm -hmm. So that's the great uh, feminine principle in action. And it's also, that's why the galaxy is a really, really good analogy for, for the frequency of number zero. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. This is also, you know, um, these numbers are, um, every number is like a protective frequency for certain aspects of the world so zero is a protective frequency for motherhood pregnancy uh, gestation and babies because of that mm -hmm. because it's the motherly frequency of the of the world so you know if you're worried for instance i'll, I'll just like you know you didn't ask for it but i'll give it to you anyway um if there are any women listening and they're worried about being pregnant right um it's actually really healthy for them to really connect with the energy of, of, of zero and um, you know you can even like create an amulet for for yourself as like a protector amulet and um, an amulet could be anything 
it could be a piece of paper where you write zero um, a certain number of times where it feels right. But like nine zeros, for instance, is a really, really good protective frequency for, you know, young mothers or first time mothers or anybody who is just worried about, you know, having a bad pregnancy or like a painful birth. That that is kind of like having the stamp of approval from from the great mother that created everything. You know, you could even I don't know if you want to have a tattoo per se, but you could like however however or you can have a bracelet, or you can just carry like a piece of wood where you just put like you, when you just take a pen and you write zero on it, and just put it in your bag. That could be like a talisman or an amulet for you. Um, and um, again, like the number of zero is really protective of, of these kinds of motherly energies. Mm-hmm. Same thing if you already gave birth, but like your child is crying a lot or is stressed or like would not sleep through the night. Um, all of these frequencies could be put to rest by introducing the number of the frequency of the zero. Um, you can even like make a small bracelet for your child with the number zero, like engraved on it, or you know, just like it could, could even be like a like a little um, thread. It doesn't have to be like like a heavy bracelet or anything, because I know babies are really really sensitive. But like, the baby is gonna feel really really safe in the energy of the zero, because mm-hmm. he's gonna feel like cuddled by by the universal mother, so to say, not just uh, his his uh, physical mom. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess we can continue with the next number and just feeling it and like letting it inside the heart chakra. Right. Yeah. So the process for integrating all of these numbers is going to be the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just want to allow it to enter your heart and almost find a compartment within your heart where that number belongs and the, a compartment within which it resonates. Right. Mm. yeah that's cool all right so you want to go with number one yes awesome like i said earlier number one is all about the divine masculine principle it's all about the creator aspect masculine aspect of source energy masculine aspect that at one point caused everything to become uh the masculine aspect of creation has to do a lot with the concept of thought and the concept of word. Uh, Very often they say that this is a mental-based universe. This is an intellectual universe. This is also the universe where pretty much anything at one point in time was created by a word or language as a means of self-expression. So the masculine principle of creation and the energy of one has everything to do with the intellect, right? Masculinity. Force, power, self-expression, standing really tall in your own truth, integrity, action, fearlessness, courage, all of these things, right? So the energy of one is the energy of manifested universe. Whereas the female principle is potential, unmanifested. The masculine principle is the universe manifested through a thought, a through intention, right? So it's almost like the feminine has all the building blocks and all the codes to be able to create life. But the masculine has the first spark and the intention to even want to will something into existence, to give it shape. Hmm. 
So it's almost like the masculine comes and says, this is exactly what I want to create. This is my vision. Uh, let's create humans that's going to have two arms and two legs and a head. And then the feminine like looks at it and is like, oh, great idea. Let's do it. And then she does all the work. <laughs> but without the masculine, she would have never thought that that's what she wants to create or that it's even cool or humans could possibly potentially exist. Right mm -hmm. now, she might have all the building blocks kind of like inside of your cells. You, you already have all the building blocks or like inside of your DNA, like all the codes of how, like for everything that could ever exist. But somebody still has to go and do it. Hmm. Somebody needs the, the carbohydrates and the fats and everything <laughs> to actually make it happen. So from that perspective, masculine and one represents inspiration, right? Divine inspiration. That first spark of desire to create something, to make it happen, right? That's why it's, it's actually a very curious and adventurous number. From that perspective, the fact that you have such diversity around you actually initially stemmed from the fact that the great masculine was just that curious. It was just that innovative. It was just that in inventive and adventurous and wanted to experience all of it. Otherwise, it would not have come up with all of this for the feminine side to create and birth, right? Mm. So that original spark, and again, the um, the one great part about the energy of one from the great cosmic perspective is it's incredibly self-confident it's also incredibly sure of itself that's the one thing that the great masculine never um never does is doubt itself like it never doubts that whatever came into its head so to say is somehow imperfect or shouldn't be created, or is not valid, or not worthy. Like, that's not how the masculine thinks. Whatever it came up with is perfectly fine, and it's amazing, and oh my god, let's create it, right? That's why you have all that diversity. So the energy of one is very forward thinking, is quite innovative, is the energy and the epitome of fire, right? That spark, that torch, um, that lights up, um, like the fire under your belly, so to say. It's the force that makes the world go round. So whereas it's, you know, um, the galaxy, right, is, is this like rotating spiral. The force that is rotating it is the masculine. Otherwise, the feminine would just be all amorphous and not even moving that much, just kind of like exi existing and floating in a vacuum, not having much direction, right? Mm -hmm. um, the masculine gives it the spin and it also gives it the um alignment so um every galaxy has a center and that center is actually determined by the masculine that's why very often masculine is associated with the central galactic sun as the axis mundi like the the core uh center of that galaxy because things tend to revolve around the center right so for the masculine to create the spin for the feminine it needs to be in its center so the central energy hmm. the central electric force is the masculine the rotating magnetic force is the feminine i don't know if this is too much physics but um going back to the energy of one again forward movement very pointed movement movement from point a to point b with very specific coordinates is the energy of one um one is also the energy of the conqueror the energy of the king the energy of being incredibly self-confident, self-assured, 
uh, really knowing your purpose, really standing strong in your truth, being fully self-expressed without doubt, without worry. What does this mean and how can, you know, let, let's let's try to bring it to, to your level a little bit because I'm, I'm talking a lot about this, all these like universal energies, but like what, why do you care, right? So how can you use the energy of one? Anytime that you feel you're lacking confidence for something, you have doubt, you don't have enough courage, um, you're not sure what path to take. The energy of one could really help you because it's a very deterministic energy. Um, it's that fire that uh, would enable you to make all the right decisions and all the right choices. Um, quick example, like I don't know if you're worried about public speaking, right? Um, and you're just like worried or nervous about it. You can draw number one on the palm of your hands, uh, both of them, right? Uh, left and right. And then that would give you power because that would start channeling the energy of the divine masculine principle throughout your whole body, right? Um, because one is a very conquering energy, it's really good for, for making material wealth and like just any decision around properties, around um, real estate, investments, entrepreneurship, uh, just jobs, money, all of it, right? Because that is also like part of the material universe just the part of the masculine so that's how you would use it every time you lack confidence um if you're if, if you're unsure of what to do um it would help bring about the right choice that stems from your greater good and the greater good of everybody else this is also the number of fatherhood in the same way that zero is the number of motherhood right so you could say that number one is the patron <laughs> frequency of fatherhood um and you know being like the be the better aspects the divine aspects of fatherhood such as generosity being able to protect someone being able to hold space for someone being able to be somebody's rock right being able to um impart their your confidence and share the confidence with your loved ones uh being able to create a safe home um, like a fortress type where everybody's, um, it feels like really taken care of, right? Mm -hmm. Also, if, um, you know, from the masculine perspective, if, if you're a man and you're worried about not being able to provide for your family, the energy of one is incredibly helpful and healing for you. Really surround yourselves with ones any way, any which way you can, mm -hmm. because it's going to help funnel your energy so that you can s better be able to provide for your family or make wealth. So what does that mean? I don't know. Change your phone number so it has as many ones as possible. That's one example. Move to a house that has ones in it or an apartment that has ones in it, right? Um, I mean, there, there, there are other ways, like uh, plates on your car, right? Anywhere that you see numbers, like make sure there are as many ones as possible. Yeah. Draw it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Sorry, I have to laugh. I doubt that this is going to be a really fun place to invite your friends over. But what you could do is draw ones on the walls yeah, and then paint over that. Yes. Because the frequency of that number is going to stay regardless of whether it's covered by wallpaper or like another coat of paint. Yeah. So yes, you absolutely want to draw them on the wall. And by the way, you can cover that. Um, another quick example 
well, I don't know, I guess less funny than, than drawing on the wall, is you can just have like a big piece of paper with the number one on it and just put that under your um, mattress, like where, where nobody can see, mm-hmm. like really deep under your mattress. Yeah. Um, and that would like help really fuel you. Just make sure <laughs> if you're sharing that bed with your significant other, make sure that, you know, if you're trying to optimize your energies and not your collective energies as a couple, just put that under your side of the mattress and not... <laughs> the both of you because otherwise your 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 female friend might start getting a little bit a tad bit more masculine maybe that you would want Mm -hmm. because that testosterone is going to start being produced (laughs) for for your collective couple if that makes sense because that's going to be a very very powerful energy especially when you're sleeping you're incredibly receptive to to energies right so you want to be careful of of how you play with numbers because the force is real Uh uh-huh that's so interesting because again like for just like a regular person maybe um a number like for example one zero kind of really hard to believe that it actually brings this energy right and has a big impact right maybe like you think oh i i draw this number and then it doesn't affect anything right because it's just a number but there is a real force right that is very powerful yes (laughs) i mean there are a lot of things that people don't believe in that are entirely real like what do you want me to say yeah Uh, and then even more things that people believe in that are false so (laughs) like people believing in something it does not necessarily constitute the truth of the universe so i hate to say this now um if you know the power of numbers understand the power of numbers and believe the power of numbers yeah then Does it enhance? yes then that's going to just like be 10x yeah now of course not knowing that the power of number exists does not necessarily rid you from the consequences in the same way that you might not be unaware of gravity and the apple is still going to fall from the tree whether you want it or not right so the magic of numbers the apple is still going to fall from the tree whether you're cognizant of what this means or not and i see that happen all the time like people always move into apartments like or houses and sometimes it happens like with married couples and all of a sudden they like you know they've been waiting to buy this home and they get like a i don't know a tumultuous energy of six for instance i don't really recommend the energy of six for anybody's house and um you know what just so you, you guys understand how numerology works it always has to be reduced to one number so the way you would do that is if you have more than one digit, for instance, if your house is 66, you want to sum up six plus six, which would be 12. And then 12 actually gets reduced to number three, right? So one plus two equals three. Does this make sense to this math that I just gave you? Yeah. So how 66 actually is reduced to the frequency of three, not the uh, not the frequency of six. I just really wanted to say that because um, as as I'm just monitoring the the surroundings and, and people listening to this podcast, I just realize there's I'm creating some confusion with like how how the the math the math works here. So I just wanted to say that. Uh, but basically, I see married couples moving into the house that gets reduced to the energy of number six, and then they get divorced within two years. And then they they don't even understand what happened. They think like it's just like the marriage that went downhill. But no, it's the energy of that house that, you know, now uh, moves the frequency in a way that makes them behave like cat and a dog and like really stop understanding each other. Whereas they really should have moved into house with, that would it, that house five 
because energy of five is incredibly lucrative for marriage. Don't we're gonna don't wanna go too deep, but because our previous episode was about water, so for example, that like does water enhance it somehow? Like because you drink water, like whatever water is inside the house is kind of you get this energy accelerated it's not just water it's everything everything everything. inside of the house water included like air is charged any any element that's going to be inside of that house is going to belong to the kingdom of that frequency whether you want it or not so everything within that kingdom would adhere to these principles from your silverware to the water to the to the sofa that you put inside of that house literally everything to the apple that you put inside of a fridge inside of that kingdom is going to start reflecting the energy of six or whatever that is whatever that house is to some degree yes yeah to some degree and then it just accelerates it's not just the number six it's just because everything that surrounds you uh absorbs this six number energy right yes affects your life absolutely yeah oh wow yeah, now I see the connection. Awesome. All right. Yeah, let's continue. All right. Do you want to continue with the next number? Yes, let's do the next one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we going too fast or slow just right? I think it's just perfect. Okay. So the next number is number two. So number two, and, and you would start seeing that um, it's like alternating uh, frequencies, right? Um, meaning... We're going to go from masculine to feminine, from masculine to feminine, from masculine to feminine. Like everything else, kind of mm-hmm. like like the chakras, right? They, they alternate. Yeah. Um, so two is your next feminine number, right? So it has the, the, the receptive, all-encompassing frequency of any other feminine number. Um, and basically two is all about duality. So that's your original dichotomy. That's the masculine meets the feminine. And what do they do together? That's the energy of two. So any type of duality that you see in the outside world um, is going to be represented by the energy two. The left and the right, the up and the down, the earth and the sky, the warm and the cold, right? So two is an interesting energy. On the one hand... It represents both polarities. So it stands for both of these, right? And hence, you could say that it stands for unity. But at the same time, it could also be perceived to be the number of divine conflict in some ways, right? Because it could be one versus the other. And both of these potentialities exist within the number two. It could be the good, let's live in unison, let's be friends, opposites. Or it could be the, I, I hate your guts. Can you get out of my face? Opposites. So both of that is the energy of number two. Mm. Yeah. So um, let's see what, you know, how could you use the number two and what, um, what could it be good for? Yeah. Number two is really good for understanding, you know, and, and learning and knowledge. Because that enables you, kind of like the Gemini, to see both perspectives, both vantage points, both opinions, and be able to marry the two. So it's actually an incredible uh, number for learning things and for mastering things and for truly understanding them. 
Two is the one number that allows you um, to both speak your truth and listen to somebody really quite intently. So for people who are in counseling or healing arts or just artists in general, two is a really, really healthy frequency. Mm -hmm. Because that really allows them to see one perspective, the other perspective, and everything in between, and how they can coexist and live together. Two is also a really, really good frequency for teaching. Um, so for teachers and students alike, right? Because that is that, um, again, like frequency of greater understanding, learning, right? So for a teacher, right, if they surround themselves with number two, they would better be able to understand the perspective of the student so as to best explain the concepts. And for the student, they're going to be best able to understand the teacher and their perspective and meet in the middle and learn. Mm. So that, that, that is a very, very beautiful uh, frequency. Two is also really, really good. It has a little bit of a liberal flow in it. So it's a good judge, right? It's that fair judge. So if you are an attorney or, you know, so like in legal uh, or in, in the judicial space, um, lawmakers um, are protected by the number two. It is that divine justice, if you will, because it's able to factor in both polarities, the good and the bad of each polarity and understand where that balance is or where it should be, that middle ground. So the mediator, the diplomat, the politician is all the frequency of number two. Hmm. And how do you, again, use it? Do you charge water with you the could. number two? Like you draw it again, have an amulet, right? It's basically yes. the principle is the same. Yes, absolutely. For all the numbers. Yes, exactly. Right. So if you want to um, attract this kind of, I don't know, energy, then you use this number. Uh, as as a magnet <laughs> right yes okay that makes sense um and uh i was also thinking about the form you know like the way uh you draw it because for example we have numbers that we use um like modern modern numbers i don't remember the name right and then for example we have roman numbers oh yeah like, is there a difference or it's like universal language or they can be presented in different shapes and forms? Yeah, they can be presented in many ways. It doesn't really it matter. It doesn't really matter, no. Like, the what matters is the meaning behind? Yeah, I mean, there are some, um, some interesting, um, like, insights that you could get depending on how these numbers are drawn. Like, for instance, two is the energy of the swan. Yeah. It yeah, from the, and, and like even like the Arabic swan. number, it looks like the swan. Yeah. Right. So again, that feminine energy. Um, and also, two is very compassionate. Uh, and it is compassionate from the place of no judgment, but, or perfect judgment, should I say. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you're judgy all the time, you can't really be compassionate. You really cannot take somebody's pain as your own and really understand that. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, in the same way, like one, no matter whether it's Arabic or um, Roman, it really represents that 
kind of like stake in the ground. I'm claiming my land. Uh, I'm here. I'm, I'm like the, um, like the axis, right? It looks like the axis. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very much intentional why, why this number is um, written that way. Mm-hmm. In the same way that zero has a shape of a donut, <laughs> which basically represents the womb. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. Awesome. That yeah. makes sense. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, let's look at the next one. Number three. Yeah, three is obviously the Trinity. Uh, the Trinity could be understood as the first number of completion, right? Um, the shape of the triangle is the first shape that ha- is, we, we call it a sustainable shape, uh, something that can hold form into infinity. Uh, very often to be able to comprehend something fully, you would need to look for three different vantage points that describe this one concept. So there are, you know, obviously you know the, um, the Father and Son and the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, that's the masculine trinity. Mm-hmm. Then you have the mother, the daughter, and the soul, which is the feminine trinity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, to truly understand divine masculine, divine feminine, you have to understand each aspect of the trinity, right? So three is considered to be the divine number because it has the keys to the divine trinity of, of how things are, the creator, the creation, and the process by which one creates. This is the trinity, the process of the tool with which one creates, right? So the father is the creator, or the mother is the creator. The daughter or the son is the creation. And the soul versus spirit is the means towards which or how it's the whole creation process is transpiring. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So three is also the magic number. Three is the number where... Um, uh, how should I put it? It's like, again, not to confuse you with numbers, but like one plus one equals 10 billion. That's like the concept of three. It's like the, the three things come together and all of a sudden it's like fireworks. It's like, there's just like, basically three is creation at its finest. It's like, how do you bring the two of something to create something entirely different? So I would say three is definitely the energy um, that, Uh, blesses creativity of all kinds right so it's perfect for all kinds of innovative projects Um, it's perfect for bringing about new energies Um, and any any paradigm shift can happen with the energy of the three and three is an interesting energy because it could both collapse things and resurrect things uh, from scratch Um, on a mental level or energetic level the energy of three is the energy of the phoenix to be able to burn down to ash and be resurrected in and of itself that's the energy of the three so it's very much a rebel of of the numerical frequencies Hmm. um in in the best possible way it's the number of revolutions it's the number of like i said paradigm shifts um every time the new era is heralded it's heralded with um the number of three in one way shape or form mm-hmm. um it's also the divine number behind the magic of the pyramid because the three and the pyramid really initially the pyramid is multiple triangles joined together right 
Um, and so the energy of three is also the energy of communicating with the divine, being blessed by Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, uh, being able to connect to your higher purpose, higher self, higher mission, staying in alignment with that, fighting for what's right. So almost like the um, the holy fight, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to say. Yeah. So three is a beautiful energy. I love the energy of three. So if you're working on an innovative project, uh, like truly innovative, I don't know, like you're in sciences and biosciences and you're working on a new molecule or you're working in tech and, you know, working on something that's going to really turn the world upside down in, in, in tech or, I don't know, you're working on space travel anything that's truly innovative is going to thrive under the energy of the three right or if you just like want to shift the society in any in any of its facets energy of the three is perfect for you because it's just rebellious enough but also inspired by the divine Hmm. right yeah because rebellion for the sake of rebellion is not helpful unless it's guided by the greater good Right? Because rebellion for the sake of rebellion would only be a part of that phoenix bird. It would only be the crashing down and the dismantling of the system. But that's not what three is about. Three would never just destroy something for the sake of destroying. It destroys for the sake of building something anew. Building something else new, different, and better. That's what three is inspired about. Hmm. Is there a corresponding shape? I think you said it's the a triangle. triangle yes. Right? yes. What, what would be the corresponding shape for number two two parallel lines kind of because uh-huh. you're uh you're looking at the the duality the dichotomy the black and the white yeah so two parallel lines and one 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 line mm-hmm. one straight line yeah yeah and uh, i've also heard i don't know what meaning it has but that some numbers have um elements yes uh, corresponding elements is it some kind of can be helpful three is air air three is air one is fire two is water three is air zero is ether oh yeah got it and then four is earth four is earth yeah awesome let's let's talk about four then (laughs) okay (laughs) no problem yeah um all right so four is the is the number of stability is the number of structures that are built to withstand the test of time. Four is a very measured energy. It is not so like, whereas the, the energy of three is kind of hurry up type of energy. Like it's an impatient energy. Three is all about impatience. It's about speed, agility, all of that. Like let's be nimble, let's be flexible. Four is the opposite, right? And again, like because three represents air and air is the fastest substance that you you could possibly have the fastest change that's why it's it's the revolution number four is earth and earth is the opposite of fast right Uh, earth is really measured earth goes through cycles right like think of soil and like yes it it's incredibly fertile and everything grows in it but it also has its cycles right and it's not about to be rushed like if it needs to go through hibernation four is going to go through hibernation right through the winter phase so the energy of the four though is the energy of massive wealth and large large structures so think of multinational corporations 
think about um, like massive wealth that's held by certain familial lineages and that that is being just passed on. Um, royalties, like royal families. Now, of course, I know that you don't have too many left, but traditionally the energy of the royal families, especially those lineages that you know, are not, so to say, random and just come in for 15 years and then disappear, but like lineages that really have thrived over time have been perpetuated and supported by the energy of the four. Again, it's a very measured energy. It knows its, its pace. Um, it commands a lot of respect. It has that regal air around it, right? right? Like, and really is um, a very deliberate structure uh, that has been built over centuries generally, or like at least decades, right? It takes time to become a four, like as far as like a corporation or an organization, a movement. Like it's not something that you can become overnight. It's not an energy of an upstart. It's this like deeply, deeply rooted energy. So, you know, if, 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 if four was a tree, it would be the tree with the deepest roots, like so grounded, just so stable. Like it would be the house that like the hurricane can touch. That's the energy of the four. Like incredible stability. Like it's it's an architectural type of creation that has been so well thought out that nothing can, like nothing phases it. Nothing can destroy it. So that's the energy of the four. Um, it's a lot of respect. It's power. It stands for power of all kinds, right? So influence, but not in the flashy sense, like in, in, in the sense of like fleeting influence. This is influence that's deeply, deeply rooted. It's almost like um, planetary forces that represent the energy of four are really going to be the ones that impact the energy of the planet the most. Um. Does this make sense? Yeah, it makes complete right. sense. I just interesting how you can use it because uh, because this number represents um, kind of this shape and form like with that you build for a long period of time. Is it something that you embed into your kind of I don't know lineage? as a symbol you could do that that's right? a really good idea because or if you want this energy to be present in your family for example yes right absolutely <laughs> you just have to be very creative right uh, yes there are no limits no limits like whatever you come up with you can just use this energy you can draw it on the wall right of yes. your house that you want to give to your children and yeah then or in the base when you're putting the um like the, the ground floor yeah in the base of the house yes that's very interesting yeah yeah or if you're i don't know if you're starting a company and it's a, it's a startup and you're really worried that like the wind is going to blow it away yeah um you could uh integrate the energy of four within the egregore of your company within the energetic structure of your company and because it, it be, can be aspirational so what that would provide for you fleeting startup is that the root system and the feeling of being grounded mm-hmm in in like in many years to come so if you're trying to build um, a company that's going to change the world in terms of like its scale like if you're trying to build the next microsoft so to say you might want to leverage the energy of the four 
because it's those types of companies that like eventually are going to grow roots and going to grow branches everywhere and take over mm -hmm. yeah you can do it on the energetic level you yes. can use it as an emblem like a logo yep. incorporated yep. right mm -hmm. uh, or you can somehow name the company that it has number four as the name like, or yeah right yeah you could uh -huh. that's really cool yeah awesome all right makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's talk about number five um number five is interesting number five is the pentagram it's the the five-pointed star um number five is um all about beauty um is all about uh charm um it's a little bit about you know it's about um comfort also and luxury and sophistication and artistry and dance and and and, and singing and and being artistically self-expressed so the number of five really um is the patron number for any creator that is an individual creator. So not like an entrepreneur creator or like a problem solver, not like the scientist creator, but like more of an artist creator. So writers, I don't know, dancers, um, anybody who kind of like taps into the, uh, all the painters, like everybody who is like artistically minded is going to be benefiting from the energy of the five. Um, like I also said that it's the energy of beauty and the energy of luxury. It's the energy of staying young and youthful. Um, it's the energy of, you know, attraction, being attracted, uh, you know, being attractive, like holding that um, energy. Um, it's the energy of joy also. And a, a little bit of like happy-go-lucky lighthearted attitude and uh, the joy of life and noticing the little things and the big things in life that make you happy five though is not necessarily a number that can tolerate hardships very well like you're if you if, if you're as a human like if you're a five you're really going to like not get along well with not having enough money not being comfortable staying in a three-star hotel you know driving an average car like that's not going to satisfy you per se Hmm. Um, five brings with it like the energy of Venus right which is again like a very strong um, planet as far as like when beauty is concerned um, and attraction and uh, like sexuality and all of that mm -hmm. yeah so um, you know if you're in the beauty business or if you are an actress for instance or again in the performing arts um, the energy of the five is perfect. Anybody that has to do with like anything around fashion, jewelry, accessories, home decor, um, beauty services, like hair, co hair color, like makeup, all of that is going to benefit from the energy of the five because five is all about creating beautiful spaces, harmony in the world and, and healing through beauty. That is going to be the energy of the five. Mm -hmm. yeah it's also the energy that really craves adventure so there is a little bit of the Sagittarius vibe within five as well mm -hmm. um, so it's a little bit flamboyant and it's also not the energy that's easy to pin down right 
Um, and that's why five, um, and we, we kind of, you know, um, I kind of earlier I said that, um, you know, loosely, um, we're going to go from feminine to masculine, from feminine to masculine. And, and, and five is actually a masculine while it's being represented by Venus. So I don't want you to get terribly con confused because, again, like it's a pretty big kingdom, right? But what the reason that this is actually a very masculine energy ultimately from like a very, very high vantage point is because five refuses to be pin pinned down. It is not the energy that likes committing to anything. And that's why it's a lot more similar to the masculine principle. It's like the energy of seduction and being seduced. It's the energy of adventure and not settling down. It's the energy of non-committing. Mm. It's the energy of flirtation, not marriage. Right? Mm. It's the energy of the prince-princess, not the, the king-queen king type. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's five. But it also brings with it a lot of stimulation in terms of just being incredibly excited about life and just experiencing everything. So, you know, if if if, if you're bored easily, um, get in a relationship with a five uh, and or surround yourself with energies of five and you're not going to get bored anymore because this is like the type of energy that just like dives off of, off of a cliff <laughs> at first and then, you know, tries to figure out what, what it just did. <laughs> so a little bit reckless in a fun way yeah that's also five that's awesome yeah that's a great number <laughs> yeah it's definitely interesting so from that perspective and, and five also is a patron for um a lot of professional sports um like athletes mm -hmm. or anybody who is into like um yeah like risky sports type and like very active lifestyles Mm -hmm. it's also uh, five could also be outdoorsy and again like i don't want to confuse you by saying like it's luxury and also outdoorsy <laughs> but that's the energy of the five it's like freaking everything and that's what's so beautiful and fun about it right yeah. um so it's it's like all types of like in nature activities that are crazy that you can imagine like like from bungee jumping to like deep water diving mm-hmm like that's all five. It's part of that same energy of like, it's kind of like, like I said, like doesn't, it doesn't want to be pinned down. It wants to like experience, it's thirsty for life. Like that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Wants to experience everything all the time, the more the better. Like five is not the energy of like less is more. Five is the energy of more is more. That's five. Awesome. Yeah. I like this number. <laughs> okay, let's, let's do six. Six. Okay, six is trouble. <laughs> Truly it is. Because it's like um, double trouble, right? It's like the double, the number of double divinity. Like it's uh, two threes. Uh, kind of like three plus three equals six, right? Mm -hmm. um, the reason it's trouble, and it's, it's like tumultuous, is six ultimately came here to shake things up. But whereas three shakes things up so as to build something else six doesn't care about rebuilding that's not its job it's just it's just here to shake it up it's very pluto type of energy it's like i see what if, if there is something that's wrong six is going to come to the rescue so it's the one to dismantle things that no longer work 
Um, it is the energy that is going to help you move through um, or be faced, for instance, with a lot of karma. So six, the reason like six is, is so interesting, but it's also trouble, is because it allows you to, to move through a lot of karma all in one go. But that process is going to be exceptionally tumultuous and you're going to have to hold on to dear life <laughs> as you're going through that experience. So it's kind of like the equivalent of a roller coaster. And a, 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 and honestly, everything everything is fair game because the outcome is completely undetermined with six. It's like the energy of the gambler. It's also the energy of the uh, jester, you know. Uh, it's like, you know, you, you really kind of have to be all in <laughs> if you want to play with a six. Six is high stakes. Six is like if you take the six uh, as a life, it's like betting big. Sixes don't take it small. You, you don't play it small. You're not a shrinking violet. You're not here to live like the middle of the road type of existence. You're here to be seen, be heard, shake up the system, freaking collapse the system if needed. That is like true revolution. Let's burn everything. Who cares? Let, let, let it all be in rumbles. Let it all go down in history as like the greatest craze. Like who cares? That's a six. Mm -hmm. Invigorating. Yeah. Invigorating. But not for everybody. That's why I wouldn't recommend for the newlyweds to pick the house that is a six unless they're really willing to go deep and really willing to see what's on the other side. Really bad energy around children. It's actually quite a traumatic energy. I don't recommend the energy of six around children because children, they just need to be protected, you guys. They don't need to be dealing with revolutions just yet. Like, let them grow up and then figure out if they want to, like, move into a house number six with their spouse. <laughs> oh. Right? So... But at the same time, if you're just so sick and tired of the status quo, if your life is so dull and unexciting, you just want the shakeup. If you hate your job, hate your spouse, hate everything, and just want it to be over and see what's up on the other side, you play with a six. Just be ready because it's a gamble and you really don't know. Hmm. The only thing you're sure of is... It's going to take you for all you got, and it's going to crumble the world around you. Just better be ready for it. Wow. You have to be a very risky person to yes. use this number intentionally, right? Yes. As your talisman or like yes. emblem, right? Yes. Interesting. But sometimes souls would take that on if they have a lot of t karma to go through. And they really are like, okay, well, I don't want to take 3,000 lives to deal with it, or do I just don't want to do it in this one? So you want to do it in this one, you bet big. You take a lot of energy with you for that incarnation. <laughs> you descend into hell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny, but wow. it's exhilarating. Like, it's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Okay. That, that's great. Um, let's look at number seven. Number seven is the number of divine alignment and divine guidance. Um, it's the number of following your path. It's the number of walking the walk that you came here to walk. <laughs> it's the number of being rooted in your truth. Seven is a very, it is a number that centers a lot about the concept of the personal truth, uh, personal expression, um, being true to who you are. Seven is not about to go on a whim. 
because if you remember the number of one was also about like your self-expression and your truth but like one is a lot more random like uh, one is a rapid fire that like fires everywhere and it, it hits a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and like throws things against the wall and it's just like this it just can't stop creating seven is a lot more intentional Seven knows that it has only so much resource, which is not to say that it has less resource than the others, but um, it's very deliberate in its action. So um, it's also seven, seven tends to be um, really guided by the higher realms a lot. So, that, you know, you could think of it as like one of the angelic numbers uh, because sevens, if, if we're talking about people, um, the veil for these types of humans is very thin right thinner than most so they they have an easier time receiving guidance and um that comes generally in a form of heightened intuition and an incredibly good gut feeling from the outside from the outside it looks like these are these people are lucky so number 7 is associated with luck with the state of receiving just massive gifts from the universe seemingly out of nowhere so like sevens tend to look or come across as oh my god how did they get so lucky you know like it would be like that one person that becomes famous and and you went to them with them to high school and you would have never profiled them as somebody who would get famous and, and then you're like see them on tv and you're like what the hell that tends to be the energy of the seven seven is also the energy of like rapid progress like they can be like stewing in their own juices for like 30 years and then all of a sudden like three months are like whoops and they, they they made that switch that like takes somebody like decades mm-hmm. it's not a me- very measured um energy it's like exceptionally fast exceptionally potent it's almost like like a little um, the energy of like an atomic bomb <laughs> in the best possible way it doesn't destroy though it creates so that's the difference between the six and the seven mm-hmm. right um, now, seven does not necessarily always care about dismantling anything. And that's why it's the number that logically follows the six. So if the six is here to dismantle, the seven is like, ooh, all of this rubble. Why don't we create something fun with it? So your seven is your creator. Your seven is here to build, you know, build in all kinds of, you know, in all facets of society. Like they are so incredibly bored when they're not creating. Hmm. They are bored out of their minds. That's the energy of the seven. Again, inspired action. Sevens are also bored when somehow they perceive that they cannot be in the action state or something is clipping their wings. Mm -hmm. They get exceptionally, um, like they hate being caged, right? So sevens are, their energy is going to move around in a way that enables them to suck everybody into their orbit, almost. So they're able to like align people, circumstances, events, resources, and everything to enable them to create. So from that standpoint, seven is a leader in, in the physical material sense. So it would be a great entrepreneur, would be a great creator. It could be somebody that starts a movement, like a social type of movement. Your activists that are trying to save the planet, save the animals, whatever it is, tend to be sevens, mm-hmm. right? Um, seven also has, um, like, I don't want to say, it's not even a kind heart, but they're, like, extremely sensitive to, like, any kind of injustice. So they don't tolerate injustice very well. 
So very often they would be here to quote unquote fight against the injustice towards like a better world. So they're, they're very idealistic. It's a very idealistic number and a very idealistic type of patron of a number, mm-hmm. right? Um, seven does not necessarily take it very well to like selfish pursuits, right? Like if you're incredibly selfish and, and, and dark, seven might not be like the good talisman number for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, they're divinely guided. So that's why they come across as lucky is because of the forces of light um, tend to really help them. Hmm. I, I'm thinking more like about the practical side. And uh, is there any maybe color or... Green. Green? Yeah. Oh, okay. Seven is green. Interesting. Luck? S- money? Are you surprised? Yes, actually. You were surprised? That, no, no, no. It makes sense. <laughs> it okay. actually makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Emerald, to be, to be precise. Emerald. Yeah. Emerald green. Emerald green. Wow. And um, I was also thinking maybe some kind of sound or music uh, that corresponds with this number. Hmm. Sound or music. Yeah. I don't know that there is like a perfect tune for seven. Um. I don't really honestly don't know how to describe it <laughs> and I don't I'd rather not sing yeah <laughs> it's okay if it's okay so I'm I thinking about the enhancement so basically by knowing the number then the color and then maybe the shape right and then there can be other things that can correlate with number seven does it enhance the power of the number it doesn't enhance it it represents it oh got it so you can surround yourself not just with numbers <laughs> you could surround yourself with emeralds that would be the energy of seven yeah with the <laughs> color or a, a mineral right a mineral Crystal, yes right a lot of green minerals represent seven yes oh ah. yeah because like surrounding yourself with just the number can be kind of weird or boring and yeah no you have a point yeah. we should have thought of it earlier yeah <laughs> I, I could have told you about like other things father numbers yeah uh we can we can have a separate blog post about this for example yeah, yeah. but it's very interesting right because uh it seems like this power the the power of numbers is very strong and uh you can surround yourself by the representations yes of the numbers right so yes. we can go deeper um awesome that's great uh number number eight yeah all right i love eight eight is infinity at its finest um it is the the loop (laughs) and another loop (laughs) it's two loops (laughs) sorry i'm getting sidetracked because um it's an entertaining number um eight is um A very rich territory to travel to be honest because eight is about um one facet of eight is very studious and it's about keeping records now mind you eight has access to the all of all of creation right um the upper and and the lower um kind of dimensions right Mm-hmm. Because it has two loops, the upper loop and the lower loop. So it represents like the high dimensions and the low dimensions and, and, and this, um, you know, 
unification point in the middle. So the energy of the eight is multiple fold. First, it represents all of knowledge and, and the Akashic records and the, the informational structure of, of, of the matrix. That's like one energy and one representation of that. Uh, but in like, whereas zero just represents number zero, just represents the potentiality. Eight is the record keeper, right? Eight is your like librarian that's, that's keeping like a meticulous track of everything that is in the universe. So it's going to be the one that is going to describe every creature known to man within the great library and, and how they interact with each other and how they mate and all of that. Like that's the eight, right? It's like the sage, it's like the wise one. It's the crone. All of it. So wisdom is eight in all kinds of facets. Advice, perspective, advice given from the higher perspective is eight. Because mind you, eight is um, only one number removed from the number of completion, which is nine. But it's also the one that has already seen it all. So it's traveled in higher loops and lower loops. And it's, it's done the, the, the trip around the universe. So it has accumulated all of this knowledge, all of this wisdom. And now it comes as like an advisor, a counselor um, in many ways, a teacher in a very loose, um, in a loose form to those that have not been through that experience yet so eight eights tend to also be very intuitive like this is the number of intuition this is the number of clairvoyance clairsentience all of it uh this is the number of psychics uh, because they can see more than the rest in some ways mm -hmm. uh, special abilities it also has a lot of magic in it but this magic is almost like an um, alchemical magic uh, because it, um, part of this energy is also transformation. Because it's been through, been there, done that, it's really good at transforming one into the other. And whereas like six had felt like it had to dismantle things, and um, eight just knows how to take one form of energy and softly cuddle it into another form of energy. Hmm. And that is what basically alchemy is in in its uh, higher sense right taking light into gold is as one example right it's 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 not making something out of nothing it's it's taking one form and taking it into another form um it's uh, it is also the number of transmutation um eight is a master of emotion because of that right so if you um are anxious or depressed or just in, in general feel like you don't have a good grip on your emotion you can tap into the um, number eight energy because it's, it's going to be like a healer type of energy. Eight is also a healer, but again, it, it comes from the standpoint of like them having seen it all, right? Like they know every herb, every crystal, every planet alignment, every zodiac, every everything because they, from, they have that knowledge. They have abilities that others might not. So eight is also the number of healers, right? And the patron number patron saint patron frequency of healers of all kinds uh -huh. um so that's eight that's so interesting it is also mm. the mystic in some ways uh -huh. um it is the the one that always asks questions you're kind of an eight <laughs> kind of yeah keep peppering me with questions like a true eight um just saying <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah, yeah.
uh, I was just thinking how interesting because again, going back to the shape of the number eight, yep. like this infinity, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> how come that Roman number <laughs> is kind of no, even not even close to the infinity, just such a bad representation <laughs> of number eight. It's like, how? <laughs> how is it even possible? Well, well, eight in Roman yeah. represents, um, it has a number five in it, and mm -hmm. it has five and three stakes in the ground. So technically it's not bad because uh, V, right, or this number five, which represents, which is one of the numbers of the eight, represents cup half full. Uh-huh. So it represents the everything, the knowledge. It's like when you've been there, done that, and now your cup is full. Uh -huh. And then three right next to it is the, that number of divine uh, completion, the triangle. So it's you being complete in and of yourself after having completed and, and be, having the cup half full. So it's not a bad representation. Uh. It's just a different way to look at infinity. Yeah. Because you're wholesome and perfect thanks to the triangle in and of yourself. And the reason you're there is because your cup is full. And that's the five, the V. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's a very different perspective. But yeah. But it makes so much sense. And 10, do you are you write it together? Yes. 10 is the upside down V and the downside up V. It's yeah. a cup empty and the cup full. Actually, two of them. At the same. Right? Ten. It's yeah. five and five. Uh-huh. Uh, and 10, if you think about the, the Arabic representation, is 1 and 0, uh -huh. which is your masculinity and your femininity. Mm -hmm. So 10, having cup empty and cup full, is really the masculine and the feminine being joined at the hip. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the energy of the Roman number 10, the, the physical representation. Wow. Okay, so the last number is number nine yeah okay that's what's up mm -hmm. um nine is i would say this is probably the closest number to divinity that you're going to get out of any of them this is the fullness of everything prior to the system you know like when uh, we kind of told you, like, uh, initially when we started this, we said that there is, like, a zero, right? Like, the breath. It starts with the zero, goes into the zero. Yeah. But that last point before the zero collapses is the nine. So it's it represents, in, in the universal sense, if you take as much breath, like, in your lungs as is possible, like, that heightened inhale and the lowest exhale that you can have would be the nine. Like, it's literally as much as possible, mm. right? It represents the maximum state of something. It represents being so full to the brim that you have to share. There is no other way. That's why all the greatest spiritual leaders, um, all the greatest guides, all the greatest like leaders throughout humanity, or most of them at least, had nine these are the ones that like would herald the new epoch uh, or the new era. These types of teachers like, like that would come with their cup overflowing. Um, that would be the energy of, of, the, uh, of the nine. It also represents 
source in many ways. And I don't mean like source as the the great creating principle, although it could because source energies in, in, encompasses everything, like the maximum state of everything, right? Yeah. Um, but I mean it as this, like almost like the source of water to which you come to drink so that all of your needs are, are, are sated. Hmm. So nine represents that source energy that is accessible in this dimension. Come like the everybody who is thirsty, hungry, ailing, hurting, lost, you know, all of these people are attracted to this. So it's like a source of light, the source of water, the source of life. That's mm. the representation of number nine. And it's doing it from the position of fullness enough so that it like it spills over. There is so much in it. So that's why it's the number of generosity and sharing. It's the number of giving, like the great giving. But it's the giving that multiplies, right? Mm. The more you give, the more you have. And then the more you have to give again. Um, it's a very, very beautiful number. Um, it also represents... Um, Almost like being, um, you know, being special and being unique in, in, in some way, shape or form. That's all that also lives in that compartment and kingdom. So people that have um, a great talent that is very unique for humanity, you, you sometimes call them genius. So genius is the number nine hmm. in all types of fields, any field. You know, genius writers, genius, sci genius scientists, genius entrepreneurs, genius doctors, genius teachers, genius leaders, genius presidents are all the number nine. Wow. Right? Because all of geniuses, they represent a resourceful state for this planet. And they come here to share their resource freely. Very often for um, beings that don't need to be on planet Earth, that choose this as a mission, they would come as nines. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, because as a nine, you actually, um, arguably, it's harder for you to accumulate new karma because you're constant, constantly in a, in a place of sharing. And sharing is an act that erases karma the most, actually. Like a true heartfelt sharing uh, that is not selfish. Yeah. Is the one that, you know, really um, enables your karma to... Just kind of like be um, be optimized and raised, if you will, right? Mm. So a lot of these like people with people beings with planetary missions would come as nines. Um, they also understand creation in its entirety, right? Because just like eight, it's the the number after eight. They've been there and done that. So arguably, these souls remember that at one point there were a plant and then a, an, or an animal or a mineral or like a star, everything in between, right? So they don't discriminate. Right. And that's why they come and share this wisdom from from a position of oneness. So that's the nine. Is there a color? The nine, uh, the nines tend to be either white or silver, mm. like gleaming, gleaming, like almost like mirror like yeah. particles. Uh -huh. So that's the nine. That's and the eight is golden, if you're wondering. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Um, does it also mean that because nine sounds like a rare number because you mentioned like all these things that it contains, right? Um, does it mean that 
there is a certain distribution of, of numbers uh, on this planet. Yes, actually, on this planet, yeah, yeah, uh, there definitely is. Uh -huh. There definitely is. And wi which numbers are kind of prevailing? Prevalent. Yeah. Um, this planet, there are a lot of, as people you mean, or in general as frequencies? Because this is a different, different answer. I think as people. As people, there are a lot of um, ones. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of twos here. Uh, there are some zeros, although not a lot. There is a lot of fives. Uh, there are some sevens. Mm -hmm. And there are sixes, sixes as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. And everything else is kind of smaller. Rare. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay, and I have one last question before we finish this session. Uh, you mentioned in the beginning that like a person can belong to a certain number. Yeah. Is there a way you can learn like which number you belong to? Mm. So one of the ways to do that is to just take your birth birthday uh the day uh and the year the, the day the month the year um although for some of you and that's the tricky part because i don't like to give you like examples that are not bulletproof mm -hmm. but this kind this one is kind of a little bit like that because for some of you you would need to factor in the time of birth as well hmm. into that one number but either way, either way, right? Because if you study numerology, um, and a lot of you are not, uh, but there are many numbers that are associated with each human, right? Yeah. So the most important numbers that you should factor in, because you're not going to just represent one frequency, right? And we're not necessarily going too deeply in, into numerology. But you definitely should always, 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 the number one number you should pay attention is the day, specifically the day of your birth. The day. The mm -hmm. day. Not yeah. the like the the month. Like specifically, like I was born on the fifth, on the second, on the twenty first, or whatever. Like that day means a lot about your path and who you came here to be. It's your very forward facing number. It's how a lot of people are gonna perceive you. Um, the month in and of itself is also one of your frequencies. So you should look separately at the month and the date of your birth as you're trying to analyze yourself hmm. separately. This is already two. Mm -hmm. And then you should look at one combined number between the month, the date, and the year. Hmm. Does it make sense? Yeah. So you plus the day you were born, plus the month you were born, plus the year you were born. That would be your number. Yeah. And that number generally tends to represent your path, your mission, what you came here to, to be. If you want clarification, you would also, and, and that's, it's tricky though, because most people don't really know down to the, to the minute when they were born. But the, the ones that do are also able to create an extended calculation and add the time that you were born also into that number, which would also represent the mission. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. And then the other one is, you know, there are all kinds of calculators online. You can, you can Google them. Um, that would enable you to reduce your name, first and last name, down to a number. 
And that is your soul number, right? The number that your soul really wants you to represent, so to say, right? Above and beyond your mission. That's why it named you that way. Because names are not random, you guys. They're very carefully selected and not just by your parents. (laughs) Your parents are the last link in that chain, if I say so myself. Um, So you want to pay attention to what numerical frequency your name, uh, first and last, is going to be reduced to. So all of these numbers I would pay special attention to. Oh, and especially, especially if you see numbers that are repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Right. If you have the same number twice or three times, oh, my God, like you're really bringing that frequency. There are master numbers, though. There are numbers like um, 11, 22 and 33 that don't you don't tend to reduce them. Mm. So 11 is 11. It's not two. Yes. 11 is 11. 22 is 22. 33 is 33. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I've heard and that. those are different, d- very different energies. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I'm going to end our session now. Thank you so much for sharing this amazing information with us today. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a suggestion for a topic we should explore in the future, please email us at hello at conversationswithmyhigherself.co. If you resonate with our message, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this episode with your friends. The world is going to be better off for it. With much love, Maria and Sergey.